to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Yes, Robert Gerrish here, founder of Flying Solo, co-author of the bestseller of the same name, author of The One Minute Commute, available in all good bookshops and as an audiobook, and host of the new Rekindle podcast. Now, before I introduce our guest, let me tell you about Flying Solo's premium membership. There's a mass of tools and benefits to help your business stand out and to ensure you stay at the top of your game. As part of membership, you get a full page listing in the directory, entry to a private discussion group, access to a library of over 80 how-to videos, a copy of the Flying Solo book, and much more, all for just $99. Head to the join page to find out more. Now, my guest today is Leanne Faulkner. Leanne teaches small business growth and sustainability primarily from the perspective of mindset. Bringing small business, corporate and lived experience to her work means she's not your average small business mentor. In 2015, she was named the Cosbo Small Business Champion for her work in the small business mental health sector and since then has gone on to create and support a number of programs and initiatives in this area. Today, we're going to look at some of the various mental health support programs available, but we're going to start by discussing some tips regarding how we can maintain self-care in our work. Welcome back to the podcast, Leanne. Hi, Robert. Thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to be here again. That's so good. So look, a bit of a hard one to open with, but I'm, you know, I'm going to chuck it at you because I know you can go with it. How, <laughs> how do we ensure that we work at our optimum? What's the kind of the secret? What sort of things should we be doing? Yes, that is a bit of a tough question, but not an impossible one. And um, I guess I'm grateful that I've worked in this space for quite a number of years now. So I probably have a slightly left of field answer on it. But um, I would say that there's a couple of things that we can do to ensure that we work really well in small business. And the very first thing is you've really got to be honest and clear about what your success measurement is for you in mm. small business. Uh, when I first started with uh, with my small business, I used to think that if I wasn't increasing revenue or I wasn't hiring more people, then clearly I wasn't actually achieving in business. But I've since learned that there are many different metrics that might signal success and it's not the same for all of us. And I think we, we need to be really clear about what that is for you know each individual business owner. Look, I, I'm just hearing you say that. That is so true because as you were saying that, I immediately think of, my own measures of success i then think of people around me and i think gosh the guy in that house over there he's got a very he's got a yeah. very different <laughs> measure to me so what are you know you mentioned there you know your own instance and you mentioned that a, a common one for a lot of people is revenue what are some of the other sort of typical measures of success 
Yeah, look, I think um, revenue seems to be the most common, but there there are others uh, indicators that you might choose to measure your success against. So, for example, it might be to increase your profitability. So you don't necessarily want or need to increase revenue. You just want to do it smarter and better and become more profitable at it. So you might actually plateau a bit on revenue, but increase your gross profit or even your net profit and focus on that. Uh, for some people, success may be may come in in flexibility in in the way you do work. So um, you might uh, measure your success in small business by the fact that you no longer work weekends or by the fact Mm. that you get to sleep in and you work evenings or or you work only three days a week and not five days. So, um, you know, being able to enjoy that that level of flexibility in small business might in fact be the more um, important success measure than simply increasing revenue and and that's a good place to start. Yeah, look, uh, that's such a good point and, you know, I guess, you know, certainly we know from uh, Flying Solo from the um, the surveys that we've run that, you know, right up there as number one is the reason people start a small, a very small one-person business. The dominating reason is actually is flexibility and freedom. You know, so there, right. there's a really clear sort of measure of success if you are indeed getting the flexibility, as you just alluded to, and some freedom, freedom to work when you want, where you want, with who you want, you know. So anyway, I'm cutting across your topic. So <laughs> success measures, that's kind of the first point is we need to yeah. understand what our measure of success is. That's right. Okay. And then and once we have a clear, you know, idea of what our measure of success is, then we're able to put in place, you know, some strategies to to achieve that um, that goal. And the second thing I guess against that is um, being able to recognize your own personal red flags. And I guess this is the more traditional area where we might think about working well or well-being in small business or mentally healthy workplaces. Um, It's those traditional type red flag indicators, um, recognizing when they're happening. So that might be things like not sleeping well, um, having a, a shorter temper than you might normally have, avoiding emails and phone calls. Um, changes in behavior, physical changes and not in the stomach, recognizing what the sorts of red flags are for you and identifying when you're starting to experience them. And quite often that can happen if you're not actually aligned with or, or not if you feel you're not achieving what it is, you know, your goal or your measure of success is. Um, the third area once you've kind of got that, you know, like I've had this knot in my stomach for quite some time now. The third area is to be really honest with yourself and to make some time to identify what the cause might be of these red flags as opposed to just knowing the symptoms. So, for example, if you're unable to sleep at night, if you know, if you really know that your business is kind of keeping you awake or it's waking you up at 4 a.m. in the morning and you've got this sense of worry and anxiety um, circling you, um, get really honest about what that cause might be. So, for example, if you're not sleeping at night, um, addressing that with lavender under your pillow or, you know, a warm glass of milk or a dark room might just actually address a symptom. But in fact, the cause might be Mm. something related to cash flow. 
Right. Or maybe you've missed a few of your BAS payments and it's starting to make you feel a bit anxious. So um, what we really need to do in this third step is be really honest about what the cause might be. And and I'd argue that as small business owners, because we're so close to what's going on in our business, we probably do have that level or that degree of honesty for each one of us because we've got mm. an intimate knowledge of what's going on in the business. Well, I agree. Yes, I certainly agree that um, we've got it. It's, I suppose what you're saying is we've got to make sure that we actually confront it, you know, and, yeah. reckon, you know, stop, stop and recognize it because, you know, thus far where you're talking about, you know, what are our success, success measures, then we go through and look at our red flag. So, okay, what are, this, what are some of the more obvious kind of signs that maybe everything isn't right? And as you rightly say, some of those quite possibly relate directly back to our success measures. Hey, I'm not right. getting the revenue I wanted. I haven't got you know, the freedom that I anticipated. So then we've gone to point three where, okay, we're honest about that. So I, I totally get this so far. So we're, we're basically what, you're, what you've done so far is, is we're saying let's get this to the service, let's get this out into the open. Yes. Right? So what do we do now? Once we've got it out into the open, we need to find someone to go and talk to about it. Okay. Now, it's not necessarily going to be someone who can solve the problem. It might just be somebody who can listen and listen well. I actually call them um, a wingman, mm-hmm. um, but in fact, probably a wing person is, is more accurate nowadays, but uh, a wing person. Um, mm-hmm. And that is somebody that you have identified who can uh, listen to you with unconditional positive regard. So choose mm-hmm. your ear wisely. Um, now that's that in some instances that may not be you know the person closest to you it might not be a partner or it might not be a family member it might be um, a doctor it might be a counselor it might be um, another you know work colleague or another small business person that you that works in the bay next to you or what whatever but Sometimes we just need to talk to somebody about the realities of business and what isn't working for us. And just sharing can be the first step mm. to addressing the issue. Um, I'm just going to cut you there for a sec. So, yeah, that really interesting. And, you know, I, I love that phrase, unconditional positive regard. But the word before that was who listens to you with, well, the phrase before that, listens to you with. Yes. So, and it's interesting, then you went on to say it may not be family, partners and good friends because certainly, you know, my experience of this and, and what I witness is often your partners, those really close to you, unfortunately, will it can be a tendency to dive straight in with immediate solutions. So, and right. I'm trying my utmost here not, <coughs> not to get at all sexist, but... It's true to say I have met a couple of men that do that rather a lot. We'll, you know, it's a kind of a thing that we sometimes do where we'll dive in and try and fix it. Yeah. You know, whereas in fact, what we need to be doing is listening. That was one of the key points you mentioned there, wasn't it? 
Yes, that's exactly right. It's actually not about fixing and um, it is just about, it's, it's about, I guess, you know, being a sounding board and um, allowing that person to really work through what's going on for them. Because sometimes, you know, I'm not advocating keeping secrets from people. You know, yeah. sometimes we need to share the realities of what's going on in business. But if we get a chance to kind of workshop it first, um, then it gives, with, with someone who has that, level of, you know, um, um, unconditional regard and the ability to listen without judgment. Um, when we get to workshop the issues through, it helps to be more prepared to have what sometimes is a hard or a serious conversation with other stakeholders who are mm. part of the business. So, um, and certainly, you know, often, look, John does it with me. I'll, I'll go to him with a with a problem, and he he loves to tell me, you know, how I could fix it. That's because yeah. he he cares about me so much. So yeah. he comes from a place of of love. But sometimes that message is, um, you're not capable. I, I need to tell you how to get out of this mess. Mm. And in fact, in calmer situations, um, I am I'm much, much more capable of, of managing or navigating the process. Yes. I, I just need a sounding board. So. Yeah, and look, I, I'm, I guess when I, again, hearing you talk like that is, I guess the point that, um, you know, going back to the beginning of this conversation, ideally what we want to do and what I know drives you in so much of your work is kind of getting to people before any of this becomes anything like a problem. Yes. You know, and it's, I like it, I don't know whether this analogy works, but it's a bit like, you know, I get my car service once a year because the manual says get your car service once a year. Right. Yep. Now, when I take the car into the service, it's actually running fine, but I know I'm meant to go and get it serviced. So I do that. And the result is that, you know, four or five or six or 15 years later, you know, the chances are the car's still running fine. Yeah. But often what we do in our lives and in our business is we don't take the car in for a service until mm. it's rattling and something's wobbly. Yeah. That's not that, right, is it? No, that's it's exactly not ideal it. anyway. That's exactly it. And in fact, one of the tools that I'm sure we'll get to and talk about um, is a mental health strategic planning tool. And, mm. and part of that planning tool asks you to identify who are the people in your life that would listen to you if you ever needed them. Now, you may actually never need them, which is fine, but if you did, who are they? And mm. the planning tool asks you to identify that at a time where you are feeling absolutely, you know, on top of the world and will never need, um, you know, a, a tool like this one. But the beauty of that is, is in a time when you're, you know, doing really well, everything's great, you don't need that support, it really highlights who are those special people mm. in your life. And if you don't have them, then it actually sets you up to start to cultivate those relationships and those friendships and those connections at a period where you're not needing that level of support. Yeah, that's and, such a great point, isn't it? It's a bit like yeah. you move into a new area. The first thing you want to find out is, apart from what night the bins go out, is yeah. you know you need to know who's the who's the guy right. around here who's good for doing the gardens, who's a good electrician, who's right. the plumber. You build your team, don't you? Yeah, and, exactly. And you, know, and you want to do that when you're yeah. when you're kind of you know in a really positive space. Yep. You want to be able to do that. And likewise too, I think it's only fair to those people that you identify that you have an early conversation with them and say, look, you know. I've been doing a bit of pre-planning about staying well in my business and, you know, keeping myself focused. And I kind of thought, would you be 
someone that I could come and speak to if I ever needed to, if I felt that I needed a bit of a, you know, a, a support person. And what that does at a time of, you know, when you're you're tracking really well and you're feeling really positive, it gives that person a, an opportunity to say yes or no um, in a place where they're not feeling like if they said no, they would be letting you down. Mm. Um, some people don't actually want to be put in that position, but find themselves in that position when it's too yes, late. Yes, they're just going to get it dumped on them after. Yeah, after, and, and they can't yeah, okay. say no, but that they stress about it. Whereas if you actually have these sorts of pre mm. uh, pre prep conversations it allows those people to go you know what I don't know that I'd be any good to your mate you know yes. I don't know that I could and you can go find someone else then so yeah. that's it's such about a for each other. yeah such a great I remember a number of years ago a mate of mine um he said to me would would I consider being a mentor to his son mm-hmm. and so not dissimilar thing. I mean, what on earth possessed him to ask me? I have no idea, but he did. I'm sure he was very smart asking you. <laughs> but it was, uh, interestingly, it's not a role I've ever had to fulfill, but he he must have been listening to you because, you know, he asked me, gosh, it felt good to be asked. Yeah. You know, so yes, you're right. Some people might say, mm, not sure if that's me, but the chances are a lot of people will feel deeply honoured yes. to be that person that you think highly of you know, uh, highly old yes. enough that, that 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 you can talk openly to them. That's such a great point. Yeah, okay. exactly right. And mm. they'll be a little bit proactive around you as well as a result. So yeah. that's step number four. And, okay. and, and step number five is to remember that um, small business, I know we use this analogy a lot, small business is like a roller coaster. It's full of highs and lows. Um, and I think it's really key to, to always remember that this too shall pass. So... Mm. Um, the the tough times that you're experiencing, I can I can tell you from my years and years in this space now, uh, you are absolutely not alone. And um, the tough times, and I've heard of many 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 examples. The tough times are survivable, and um, and we do get through them. And there is inevitably light at the end of the tunnel for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we just we just need to you know keep going and push through look that's that's the look, the fact that you're saying that where i know and 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 uh, i'm pretty sure you won't mind me reminding listeners of go this, for it you know I, I know that situation with with your business billy goat soap mm. and i know because you told me when you used to s- sit in your car you know a couple yes. of kilometers away from the office bawling your eyes out because you just yes. didn't want to go in there but you did, and you pushed through, and you're, you know, you were, you were trying to hide everything, but then you did open up because you damn well had to. Yes. And your, the support came, and and here we are, a number of years later. I mean, that's that's summarising it in, in a yeah. pretty shocking way, but no, just that, to remind people, that, boy, have you been there, done that? You know, you've, yes. you've you've walked this path. So look, let so your. I, I totally get those those points, and I think it's you know it's such a good point you make there to to find the people around you kind of now you know don't let's yes. wait until we've got something brewing. Um, so in your experience in the work you're doing now, well, in fact, what I'd like to just would you just give us a quick snapshot? What projects are you currently involved in? I know you've been doing some work with federal government. I know you've worked with the ATO. Where where are you now in the various programs that you're running? 
look, I do. I, I probably work on two levels. I work at, um, I, I try to influence social policy wherever I can. So I'm still the sort of person that you probably wouldn't want to sit next to at a business function or a, or a dinner because I'll ask you, what are you doing and can you help out in some way? Um, and I've done quite a bit of work with the team up at Every Mind in Newcastle, and they've um, just launched a fantastic um, resource for small business owners called Ahead for Business. And I know we're going to come back and talk about that. I've been an active contributor at the recent roundtables that have been um, facilitated in Parliament House, focused specifically on um, this area of small business wellbeing mm. and um, recognising how important that is um, in, in terms of keeping the small business sector thriving. And I love that word mm. um, in the Australian economy. That's the, that's um, the program that um, Flying Peter Crocker from Flying yeah, Solo has that's been involved exactly in. Right. Good. Yeah, okay, yeah, it, good. It, it's been fantastic i have to say it's probably um it's been the, the most um active input i've seen at a federal level federal government level and um I, and i really do have to say um Michaelia, senator Michaelia cash has been really um, making that and and her team have been really making that happen over the last couple of months it's been great um Fabulous. And um, I'm also um, part of the Mentally Healthy Workplace Alliance. And um, what that is, I guess, it's, it's like a peak body where um, we've got various users or representatives from various business sectors collaborating and working with providers around um, together looking at developing uh, mentally healthy workplaces for all businesses, big and small, in Australia. And um, mm. And I'm really proud of that work because I do that with um, COSBOA, the Council of Small Business Organisations of Australia, with Peter Strong's um, advocacy and support yep. and all the associations that are members. And um, what I love about being part of that alliance, and I have done done that for a few years, is what we're really working on doing is taking what we understand around the theory and the academics of what creates sustainability in businesses, well-being, and looking at what's the practical application of that. And, and most importantly is um, developing a framework that um, can be used in a small business. You know, if you're a sole operator or you're a micro business, how do you work really well? And um, I've just come off doing a number of the small business um, small business fairs that have been happening federally around the country and um, been doing a bit of speaking at those fairs. And um, one thing I've said is I, I think I've been really fortunate in that I think I've discovered the elixir of success in small business. And oh, good. Tell us. That is actually investing in yourself mm. and um, in small business, we, we, we really are the business and um, it's impossible, as Peter Strong so often says, it's impossible to have a healthy small business if you don't have a healthy small business owner and um, and my research over the years, and I've, I think I told you um, earlier on that I started my PhD in this area around small business mental health and my research is really showing that um, the best investment you can make in the growth of a business, small business is investing in yourself as the business owner so isn't that that's such a such a wonderful phrase and such a clear way of thinking about it and um you know to have that like i have i think i've mentioned this to you before i have a little um password that i have to type into my keyboard every time to wake my computer up and mm -hmm. i make it something that's you know a nice sort of inspiring little message for me 
And yeah. um, I think investing in yourself might just be my new one, but I better not broadcast <laughs> that because everyone will know how to get into my computer. But anyway, okay. Well, that's so brilliant. You're clearly doing, you know, working across so many areas and contributing to so many things. So on behalf of the Flying Solo community, thank you oh, thank for what you. you're doing. Thank you, because I, I know it's, it's uh, you know, a great deal of work. I do hope you're not working too hard no no i'm sure you've got to walk the talk you have got to walk the talk and indeed you do some i notice you do some walking and talking as part of your sort of mentoring you do it whilst you're walking which is such a great idea yeah yeah well you know given that you know i i really understand this sector i think really well how how lucky am i for the experiences i've had in small business really Mm. and um I wanted to do something locally because, as you said, I teach small business growth and sustainability, uh, a lecture in that in that topic. And um, so I wanted to do something locally for small business owners. And so now I do this walk and work service just here. Well, I'm based on the Central Coast, New South Wales, and um, and I meet small business owners and we go out for a 40-minute walk and um, talk about anything that they want to talk about. And, and it really does address two things. It's, it's, you know, business capability or ideas or whatever it happens to be they want to talk about. But also that that physical side of um, of maintaining mental health because we know that even though I didn't touch on it earlier, but we do know that some form of physical activity is is really really um, important to sustaining a mentally healthy attitude, particularly at work. Mm. So is that one on one, or do you do that with a group? Usually it's one-on-one, as a matter of fact. Mm. And and look, when I head out for a walk, I I do think to myself, I'm just the luckiest person in in the world because this is my job. And... um, and out we go, and uh, it's usually just the two of us. Sometimes it might be two business owners together, but um, because we are talking and walking, mm. um, we really—I don't—I'm not comfortable doing any more than two because we really focus on what's going on in that business at yes. that point in time. And it doesn't really work if you're turning around going, "Come on, come on!" Yeah, keep up. that's right, that, and that's not the point really. <laughs> the, the point is no. to walk together. Of course. Wow. Um, okay. Well, look. So you mentioned a, a, a few of the sort of programs and resources there. You 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 certainly talked about uh, a head in business, uh, which is being run. Did you say from the from the University of Newcastle? Uh, it's actually it's a head for business. A head for and, business. Sorry. Yeah. A head for business. dot org. dot au. And did oh, okay. some. Been developed by Every Mind. Um, they're based up in Newcastle. Right. They're a, a research. They're actually very, very active in a whole range of projects around um, mental health, not just in workplaces. But the Small Business Project has been something that they've been doing quite actively. Originally with Eye Care, and and now the federal government has actually. Um, contributed quite a substantial amount of money to really boost the presence of the program and its facility and I think that's fantastic and um, it's been a labor of love and I've consulted on that over the last 18 months or so and I um, look I'm going to be biased aren't I but I I really like it because Mm. um, it's got a number of things you can go to the um, website you can identify as a small business owner and and as I talked earlier on it's about looking at you know what are the skills or what are the tasks that are really triggering me and how does that link to my goals or my red flags and you can actually kind of map that in okay. uh, on in that the site. site. Okay. Yeah, you can also do something that's, you know, purely around mental health and well-being for you. Uh, you might be someone who supports a small business owner and we, gee, how many partners do we have? And um, maybe, you know, it might be an accountant or a lawyer or someone who's encountering somebody who is in small business, they want to mm. be able to help them, you can go there too. So 
I really the resource is fantastic and it's becoming more and more robust um, with you know with each month that goes by. So it's worth checking in on it because you can do things like set goals and sure. it's got a whole So that website address again was um, aheadforbusiness.org.au. Okay, fabulous. And any other particular yeah. place think if somebody listening is thinking yeah, I know. Can I, yeah, carry on. Can I have a few hours on this now, Robert? Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when we first talked, there was really nothing but and it was I about do. advocacy for resources? Oh, well, it was all well, about future planning, wasn't it? And yeah, this is coming and this is coming. So Quite a lot now. So yeah. another good resource is Heads Up, of course, headsup.org.au, which is the Beyond Blue um, – uh, resource, which is fantastic. And that's actually, I, I guess, the baby of the Mentally Healthy Workplace Alliance. That's the first iteration of what we're seeing come out of the alliance. So definitely check that out, particularly if you've got a team and you want to know how to create a mentally healthy workspace in a small business with a team of people. It's got a great action plan there that you can you can draw on. Look at the safe work sites within your state. Um, safe Work New South Wales have been doing quite a bit of work. Safe Work Queensland, their resources are fantastic. And at a federal level, particularly looking at legislative requirements around mentally healthy workplaces, fantastic free resources that you can go to. So highly recommended. Mm. Um, of course, I have to talk about the amazing work that Judy O'Connell does in mm. um, down in Victoria. The VSBC is fantastic. Um, and that was Victoria Judy who was involved with the ATO, is that yeah, right? Yes, I remember yeah, meeting um, her. And has really taken, um, you know, the approach that the ATO has taken it and really expanded it. And I've done quite a bit of work with Judy and her team and um, definitely check out those resources. And that's where you'll find the mental health strategic plan that okay. I alluded to earlier on. Could so, you just give us that web address again? Because you mentioned that rather quickly. Where is Where, um, where would we find that? Um, um, oh, you've caught me on the hop on that one. Uh, it's the Victorian Small Business Commission. So it's VSBC. Okay. Dot, we, can, we can Google that. Yeah. Um, just Google it. Sorry, I'll probably give you an incorrect URL there. Okay. Um, the other area to look at is um, the ASB FEO. Here's another acronym. Oh, my goodness. Right. The Australian Small Business Family Enterprise Ombudsman's Office. That's Kate Carnell and oh, her team. What a snappy name. Yeah, yep. I would definitely be checking them out, particularly too if you're needing some advocacy or support. Um, they are definitely worth um, having a look at it. And they've got some great advisors on board there now. I, I was in their office just recently and was told that the um, – the area of the of the office where the advisors and the advocates work is quite noisy because they're always so highly engaged with small business owners. So I would definitely be checking them out. And and I guess finally, um, two other areas to do with building your own networks and your own supports. Um, definitely be having a look at COSBOA, the Council of Small Business Organisations of Australia, because they've got a lot of association members and quite often your local association, like the Hairdressers Association, the um, the Independent Grocers sure. Association, Princes, they can, yep. Yeah, yep. they can definitely help um, if you've got um, some needs specific to industry, your industry. And then, of course, local networking, I, I just – it's I can't put enough um, value on on local networking and and look I work as a sole operator and I have to say and I'm I'm actually quite a quiet person so I'm the one always in the kitchen at parties um, 
And I find walking into a networking um, event on my own to be extremely challenging, but I do it and I go because as a sole operator, I do need to network with other people and it's extremely beneficial for my mental health. And so there are ways for quiet people to network really mm. well. And I know that there's quite a number of great articles on the um, Flying Solo uh, yep. side around that. Absolutely. Yeah, so check that out. Okay, well, look, what, what we'll do, Leanne, as well, I know that uh, Peter and the crew at Flying Solo will love to do this. We'll, they'll, I'll make sure they have a listen back to this podcast and dig out all of those URLs and link them with the, uh, right. the, the notes that go with the show. So <laughs> we'll find all of them. And uh, Leanne, if we want to find out more about you in particular and maybe join you on one of your walks, where's the best place to go for that? Come along, check me out on fortitudeatwork.com.au. Uh, you can even see what it's like to go on a walk. Um, and you'll find me, of course, on LinkedIn, Insta, Facebook, you know, all the sure. social media. All the usual. So there's actually yeah. a video of, of you walking, is that? Yeah, uh, with, with somebody, a testimony. <laughs> so you can see for yourself what it's like to go for a oh, walk. Okay, how exciting. <laughs> all right, I'm going to watch that. All right, well, look, Leanne Faulkner, thank you so much. Uh, we will, I'm sure, uh, get you back again. And uh, it's been great spending time with you so thank you so much thanks robert i really appreciate it. it's lovely to be here thank you and before i go don't forget that when it comes to creating a truly enjoyable and prosperous business flying solo gets you premium membership has all the tips and tools you'll need for just 99 head to the join page to learn more and that's where we'll leave this show from flying solo and your host robert garish We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. 